Hello, welcome to the Healthy Alternatives podcast. I am Dr. Christine Sauer with DocChristine.com. Today's show is a recording of my radio show of the same name. Enjoy! Good, Good afternoon, this is Dr. Christine Sauer, your host of the show Healthy Alternatives, here on 97.5 CIOE FM with live stream on communityradio.ca every Thursday at 12 noon Atlantic Standard Time. Thanks for tuning in today. In this show, I will talk mostly with guests about all aspects of health, healthcare and wellness, from conventional to alternative and everything in between. My mission for this radio show is to help change people's lives for the better by informing them about different options to get and stay healthy and well so they can choose for themselves which option might work in their case. And if you feel you are stuck in a dark place, I want to tell you, don't give up. There is a light at the end of the tunnel for you too. Hello, this is Dr. Christine Sauer, the founder of Dr. Christine. Today, I have the distinct pleasure of interviewing Dr. Rob Rudlich, a radiation oncologist, associate professor of medicine, and the chair and CEO of the Healing and Cancer Foundation. Welcome, Rob. I'm happy to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Christine. It's wonderful to be here with you. Thank you. Thank you. And we met before, and I know you're a wonderful person. Just tell our listeners and viewers a little bit about how did you get into becoming an oncologist and then founding the foundation that you're now chairing? I went to medical school in the University of Toronto in the 1980s, and at that time, it was very, very hard news science. Uh, and I really felt like um, I was living in a kind of desert, and uh, I was interested in psychiatry, I was interested in uh, serving people uh, affected by addictions. And then, you know, one of those uh, life-altering moments when the book chooses the uh, reader, you know, the book falls off to your shelf, into your hands, and it was a, a novel or a book called um, Love, Medicine, and Miracles by Dr. Bernie Siegel. And, um, you know, Bernie was a Ivy League cancer surgeon, a pioneer in support groups, uh, and was really telling the story of how people could empower themselves on a cancer journey. And I remember actually crying as I was reading that book, knowing that I really, really then knew I wanted to be an oncologist and to run support groups. And uh, I just feel so blessed, you know, heck, it's 30 years later now, and I've, uh, you know, come to... Uh, organize and uh, lead a, a charity called the Healing and Cancer Foundation. And, uh, you know, all the dreams of that young medical student has come, come to fruition many, many years later. And that's wonderful. And you're still young and in the beginning of your long career, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully as well. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's been quite a journey as well, right? So yeah. I, mean, I read that in the in the mid to late 80s. Um, and at that point, there really wasn't the science uh, in the perspective. And, and, you know, Bernie was talking about his exceptional cancer patients, the people who did way better than expected, uh, whose you know, tumor shrunk away uh, incredibly, who got through, you know, very, very harsh treatments, who outlived their doctor's predictions or you know, spontaneous remission and so on. And Bernie was describing the certain attributes of his exceptional patients. And I really became fascinated with this idea that, you know, 
how is it that we can manifest, you know, the best possible health outcome? Uh, you know, what are the attributes? How can people empower themselves? So it's been, it's really been a 30 year journey uh, of you know, trying to discover that. And in those days, there wasn't kind of the science behind it. There wasn't the neuroscience. Uh, there wasn't the perspective studies. There, you know, there was, there was so little there, but at the, at the same time in my heart, I knew, you, you know, I know that those things are true, that, that uh, you know, we can influence our health, that we can really make a difference. And intuitively, I knew it, but I just, I needed the experience and uh, the life journey, working within the medical system, learning from the thousands of patients that have uh, attended our retreat. So it's really been a, 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 a life's journey to try to you know, gain this information and then to try to share it back, to kind of... Yeah. So garner that information from these wonderful people that I was seeing in the cancer center and the hospital wards and especially in the weekend retreats. And then how do you package that and present it in a way that's accessible to a, a wider audience? So that's really been my, the bigger aspect of my journey. Now, one question I have to ask you, because from my own experience being a physician in medical school, the aspect of that mental attitude and psychology influences your cancer journey has really in the beginning not been widely accepted. Did you have a lot of roadblocks you had to work against? Do you know what? It's, it's interesting. You would, you would think that the, uh, the other physicians would be hostile to the fact that, you know, I, I had a kind of like a day job, uh, you know, as a radiation oncologist, you know, diagnosis, applying the, the radiation treatments, you know, 50% of the people that I treat each day are going to be cured of their cancer. So kind of my day job, and absolutely love, love, love being a radiation oncologist. But there I was in the evenings reading about uh, the body-mind-spirit connection, you know, um, you know, running these support groups, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, the physicians are indifferent. Uh, you know, the, the conventionally trained physicians, um, you know, play an extremely important role in a person's health journey. Sure. and. Uh, Absolutely. And, and I, you know, I'm, I, I endorse the kind of Western medical perspective. It's very scientific based, you know, kind of the benefits, the risk, you know, what the side effects are. It can be an extremely important part of that healing plan. But as you know, you and I are like so on board in terms of integrated, which is the best of the medical system with what you can do to empower yourself, body, mind, and spirit. And how do you marry those two together? Uh, and so in the initial years, in indifference, but you know, it's, it's also been fun to look back on this 30-year journey and watch how society and the medical practice has really changed. Like, even I felt, oh, yoga was a bit uh, airy-fairy, you know, when I first learned about it 20, 25 years ago. But then there's all these benefits of yoga. And, you know, I just, I thought about it. So it was the, the late 80s, I was in medical school, and that was very, like, hard no science make the diagnosis, apply the physical treatment, maximize your chance of cure. And that was, those were the parameters, right? And then suddenly 1990s, quality of life. Imagine that. We should actually think about somebody's side effects and the quality of life. That I remember when the first quality of life questionnaires came out and I just loved them. I worked in dermatology then and it was amazing. You could measure yeah, actually, and think about it, it was important. Yeah. And then there was, uh, you know, then physical medicine in terms of empowerment, that we can change the soup in which the cancer cells are growing. So there was the exercise, that, and there are certain cancers, I mean, we could have a, an hour and a half podcast on that by itself, but certain, you know, uh, healthy activities, exercise, diet, uh, sleep, practicing relaxation technique, all of those things 
from a kind of very physical perspective, have an influence on the body, the body's capacity to unleash the healing potential that's there to help actually manifest that. So there was the 1990s, maybe early 2000s. And then there was distress, distress screening, right? There's an emotional aspect of cancer and the emotion influence how the body Absolutely. And then, I mean, the decade of brain science, explosion of how we understand our brain and how that influences the body's function. Unbelievable what's, what's happening within neuroscience there. And then ultimately, I think we're also in the transition, or maybe have been in the transition for a long time, of bringing the sense of spirituality, the sense of the transcendent into that kind of journey as well. And so yeah. society will wake up to that aspect of our healing journey as well. It's happening now as we speak. And it is so important. And as a brain health coach myself, of course, I'm fascinated by what's going on in the neuropsychiatric, psychological research, in the biochemical research. And we only know maybe a half a percent yeah. of what really is going on, if that yeah. much. And we yeah, agreed. Uh, you know, the other one that's you know cutting edge for me right now is the microbiome. So the oh, yes. bacteria that are in your gastrointestinal tract have a huge influence on your health and how you absorb the micronutrients and you know how your blood sugar spikes yeah. and so on. So and again, so there's the kind of the physical uh, side of that. So how do we feed the bacteria that feed us? But also there's the psychological and spiritual because you know, how we hold our nervous system, how we, uh, you know, how we allow our mind to influence our body also affects that, that microbiome. And I like the fact how you said that the way we allow our mind to influence the body because we have an influence on that. And there is a message of hope there that we both try to pursue. You have an influence in the outcome of your health. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's the take. I mean, even that's probably even the starting point is, you know, to flip from being the kind of passive recipient of, you know, what's happening within your life or the, you know, uh, illness perspective or what's, what's happening physically to saying, oh, now I can actually change that. I can actually have an influence. So even that, that first step of the empowerment, uh, it's like attitude, the first yeah. attitude you know, it has a tremendous effect. And then lastly, just to add the kind of the last kind, of, I've, I've talked about spiritual, in some sense that transcends all of what we're talking about. But then there's also something I would call metaphysical, which is that our consciousness has an influence on the physical. So I can't explain this. And I certainly, you know, I'm going beyond the kind of classic Western medicine perspective. Um, but uh, we can... Um, in some sense, influence something that happens physically in a mechanism that I can't explain uh, that, that can um, you know, really influence your health. And I love that you say that there's so much we still don't know, yes. can't explain. Yes. Yes. And for me, I'm fascinated with the history of medicine and metaphysics. And we go back to the old Greeks and before yes. where the original word diet has meant lifestyle, wow. not just eating in a certain way. Some foods, yeah, exactly right. So, And so, it is so fascinating how we get back to what the old philosophers knew just yeah. in a modern way. Yes, agreed. So the, that, that wisdom is there. And I guess that's another takeaway uh, message and maybe inspiring message is 
that we all are blessed with something within us that wants us to heal. There's something that wants to manifest, that wants to have us have a growth, wants to have us, um, you know, regardless of what may happen within the physical body, that has a huge influence. There's some healing potential within us that wants to manifest that. And, uh, you know, so simply understanding that and being able to trust that and tap into that intuition is a very, very powerful medium. So even though I can be talking about this kind of diverse uh, opportunities of healing, really ultimately we each have that guidance within us to tell us what we need to do to help ourselves heal. Absolutely. And uh, this is a great quote to end the first half of today's broadcast here on 97.5 CIOEFM Community Radio. Please tune in after the commercial break for more about healing and cancer and spirituality with Dr. Rob Rutledge. Thank you. Hello and welcome back to Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIOEFM or on the web at communityradio.ca. I'm your host Dr. Christine Sauer and today I'm talking with Dr. Rob Rutledge, cancer oncologist and assistant professor of medicine at Dalhousie University and the chair of the Healing and Cancer Foundation that you can find at healingandcancer.org. It is a charity dedicated to help cancer patients heal by helping them journey and transform their experience with having cancer and being faced with their mortality into a spiritual journey that ultimately leads them to being happier, having more purpose in whatever is left of the rest of their life. I am so glad and thankful that you agreed to come on the show, Rob. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being back. And I'm excited to talk more to you uh, about what's going on in the second half of the show. So. We were talking about how the mind impacts the body and spirituality. Now, let's pick up where we left off with uh, how we transform. Really, ultimately, we each have that guidance within us to tell us what we need to do to help ourselves heal. Absolutely. And that transforms really the patient, the patient person that just waits for the doctor to tell them what to do into the active part that sees the doctor as a valuable consultant, yes. giving yeah. them direction, telling them, if you do that, you have a very good chance of healing, but you have to do more than just Yes. lay under the cobalt bomb. <laughs> yes, agreed, agreed. You have to do more than just do the one thing. Right, agreed. I see that, I mean, it's a piece of the pie. You're, yes. You're, like I was trying to say in some sense that your oncologist or your physician 
is part of the team. Right. Healthcare is a team effort. Yes. And you're, you're the kind of the, the coach and director uh, and the player on that team. Right. But your position is only one piece of a much, much bigger uh, perspective. I always tell my clients, you are the expert for your body. Yeah. As physicians and coaches, we can be consultant. We yes. can point you in a direction. We can give you the tools, the treatments that have proven to work. It's yes. up to you to take it. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and, and that's why uh, the other takeaway is that there's no one best technique. There's no one best diet. There's no one best healing program. Right. So, I mean, oftentimes people, you know, tap into you know, watch YouTube videos or, or so on. And the experts make it sound as if that's the only way or the best way. Well, it may be for a certain percentage of people, but, you know, I mostly as like a, a smorgasbord of healing potentials and that you, you, what you resonate with, you draw into your life. Now, it still takes work. You still have to you know, follow the diet or practice the meditation or you know, affirmations or whatever it is that, that is your healing mechanism, um, but it's individualized. I think that's really important. There's no one best yeah. way. Now, and you have to put together what you get as input from your health consultants, doctors, whatever you use, and then use whatever works for you, as yeah. you say. Agreed. And, uh, don't believe just one person that tells you that is the way to go, yes. because usually it may work for some, as you said, but not yeah. for all. Yes. Now, you said about, you see, 50% of the patients you see get healed, which is a mm -hmm. wonderful... Cured, yep. Yeah, and the other half probably no. doesn't. Yeah, and the other half, the cancer comes back, and they yeah. can live for many years, yes. um, and sometimes much shorter than that. But uh, you know, it's it's part of. I mean, the expectation is: look, we are human beings; we're also going to die someday. Right. Uh, and so, to kind of you know, there's, there's an acceptance piece. Uh, it's like strive, manifest, uh, you know, express your spirit and love in the world, but let go of what you cannot control. Right. Uh, and and, and I love that because yeah. we all have to die and it is still a, a very feared issue, but mm -hmm. it is a fact of nature. Yes. I don't know if I'm dying next minute. Yes. <laughs> and the old Latin said, memento mori, remember yeah. to live as if you were dying. Yes. Agreed. And and death has been such a taboo, and it shouldn't. And whether we die from cancer, heart disease, or whatever, yeah, we agreed. are going through that transition, whether we, we like it or not. It's, it's going to happen, and, and just as you say, recognizing that you, know, you may have two years to go, or two hours to go, or 52 years to go, life is short and precious. And that's, you know, that is the flip side of working as an oncologist is uh, – to recognize that this is very sacred, this, this life of ours, regardless of, you know, what's happening uh, in our lives. That's a great opportunity to influence people to grow that way too. And I'm glad you're doing that. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's also been a journey as well, because I, I can remember as, you know, I've been giving talks for 25 plus years and being quite worried about talking about death or even recurrence. You know, I was like, if I say that, that's going to increase the, the kind of anxiety in the audience and, you know, they're not going to like my talk as much and, and so on. And then I've also had the experience of the weekend retreats. So we get, 
you know, 50 people with diverse cancer diagnoses, you know, those are just diagnosed to those who, you know, apparently are going to die in the next few months. And those two people could be sitting beside each other. And you would think that, you know, the one has just been diagnosed with very early curable cancer would, that would scare their socks off. But in fact, it's just the opposite. It demystifies the dying process. The person who's within a couple of months of the end of their life is still very much alive. They're, they're still manifesting. In fact, they can show us the way. They can let their light out uh, and, and decrease the kind of the tensions and the, and the scares around that. And then I'm also kind of really excited because we're about to uh, present our first ever Skills for Healing Weekend Retreat, but we're actually going to focus on spirituality and cancer. And uh, you know, partly why I'm excited about that is because one of the co-presenters, uh, Reverend David McGinley, is also an expert in near-death experience. And you know, there's a whole kind of world literature on people who've had, you know, their brains have died, but then their, yeah. their souls have kind of left their bodies and they have these experiences that, you know, they get pick up details that they can never know otherwise, but they come back for whatever reason, they're told to come back and they're no longer scared of dying. And so it's almost as if I wish I could share that perspective with a much wider audience. I wish people understood that we don't need to fear death, that it's a natural transition and, you know, depending on your religious, spiritual beliefs, that I actually think the soul transcends that and uh, that there's nothing to be feared in the process. And I couldn't agree more. And that message has to be spread. Death has to be demystified. It's a yeah. part of life. It's yeah. the end of it. And it's not something that we need to fear. Yeah. And so many people, when they hear, oh, you've got cancer, they think, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Yes, and they will, yeah, but I'm going to die too. I don't have yeah, cancer exactly. yet. Yes. <laughs> and I might well, have it and just not know it. God knows. I don't know. I'm going to die, but it's maybe been a very, very long point in the future. Yes, and I can understand. I mean, we're, we're culturized, and it's a natural kind of body, human, psyche thing to fear our own death. Yeah. Like there, there's, um, there's a programming uh, and a kind of ego perspective. Uh, I mean, my teaching, the hope is to be able to integrate that so it's a natural thing we don't have to fight off our fear of dying it's it's naturally our body's going to feel that but we can also develop and uh, tap into a higher consciousness that transcends and is able to say okay well that's natural to feel this way but i can see a bigger perspective and that's the carpe diem that's the you know let's make the best of this regardless of how i how much time i have to live and, and yes, as you said, it is normal to be afraid of something that we don't know. Like we, nobody really knows what's after death unless you have a very fixed belief about that. And But as you said, the, the transcendence is possible. We can talk about it. We can work through the fear and be courageous in yes. the face. And you probably seen many more people than I ever saw that face their death mm -hmm. and help them work through it. And that's wonderful. Now, if somebody's interested in one of those retreats you're offering or learning more about the Healing and Cancer Foundation, where should they go? What's your website? What's your contact address? Yeah, so it, it's e as easy as healingandcancer.org. Uh, so it's 
it's a website that uh, leads our charity. Uh, there's, I know, a hundred plus videos that are free. amazing information. I re recommend anybody to go there and check it out. Mm. Yeah, so the, and, and documentaries have like 45 minute documentaries uh, from the previous uh, retreats. And then there are the, obviously there are the upcoming events. So uh, in Halifax in late April uh, this year, we're going to offer the Spirituality and Cancer Skills for Healing Weekend Retreat. And you know, I'm, so I'm traveling a fair amount as well. So people from different cities uh, will have more webcasts uh, available. So, I mean, it's an opportunity uh, for people to connect and obviously you can contact us, send us your information. That is wonderful. So Rob, that brings us pretty much to the end of our interviews. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show. It is wonderful to talk to you and learn your perspective about healing and cancer, and it's both possible. Mm, thank you, Christine. It's, just, it's wonderful to be with you, and I really appreciate your time and this wonderful podcast opportunity. Have a wonderful day, everybody. You too, everybody. Bye-bye. And this brings us to the end of today's show. Please don't hesitate to contact me with any questions, thoughts, comments or suggestions. Or if you'd like to contact me, my email here is christine at communityradio.ca or you can contact me through my website docchristine.com D-O-C-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E.com I'm always grateful for any feedback. I also want to extend a special thank you to today's producer, Ron Goyash. Thanks, Ron. You might not know this, but this is a volunteer-run non-profit radio station. And we even have an art gallery. If you're local and you'd like to drop in, we are at 11 Glendale Avenue, Lower Sackville, Nova Scotia. Thank you all for listening to Healthy Alternatives. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer. Tune in next Thursday at noon on 97.5 CIOE FM Community Radio with live stream on communityradio.ca for the next episode. Goodbye and have a great day.